<laughs> Hello, Character Arc listeners. Welcome to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we watch a movie. We're going to give a brief synopsis of that film. We're going to go into a general discussion where we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and some changes we would make if we were the ones making the film. And I'm a Richard Bertelson, and joining <laughs> me today is Ted Hong. That's me. And also... Mendel Sands. Uh, next, like, uh, what, what accent were you doing at the beginning? I can almost certainly never repeat it. It just happened. <laughs> On top of the morning, too, yeah. We watched Dungeons & Dragons 2, Wrath of the Dragon God. In another time, it was hidden. Its power has been growing. I have the strangest visions. The tremors are growing in frequency. Now, an unknowing world, life begins anew, has awakened its curse. The orb is mine. My synopsis of this film is someone took a video camera to... The Renaissance Fair and recorded <laughs> one of their shows. Um, <laughs> uh, Davidar's day off consists of a Fu Manchu goblin giving him a charcoal enema <laughs> in his blistering asshole. <laughs> that was the entire movie. Yeah, that was that was all Ted could remember from this. <laughs> it was the most important part of the movie. It was. It was. <laughs> I my my little synopsis here is uh, a group of adventurers who all seem to have an intricate past with each other that is never explained to us go on a journey to collect balls. First movie rods, red one and a gold one. Second movie balls, balls, black and white. I know how you guys independently felt about this movie, and you have slightly differing opinions. I mean, I don't think either of you think it's going to be a masterpiece. A masterpiece. <laughs> but you did kind of disagree, and I actually think I know some of the reasons why. So you guys want to say how you felt? Yeah, your mind reader. That's how I feel. How did you like this movie, Ted? I think it's... How did it make you feel? Where did this movie touch you? It touched me and violated my soul. <laughs> Just... Uh, no, I, th I thought this movie was, it was harder to follow because it seems like a lot of, just even as uh, Mendel just described, it's just a lot of characters that have nothing to do with each other and I don't care that, I didn't care that anyone died and it didn't seem like anyone else did either, apart from, what's his name? How many people actually died? Well, I like, don't know. Oh, like, kind of a lot. But in, Did okay. they though? Well, we lost at least two party members for real, right? Dorian? No, really just Dorian. She the the elf lost her or whatever. Her she name. didn't yeah. though. She lost her arm, but she got it back. Uh, we only lost one person. Yeah, Nim. No, I was thinking we lost the barbarian, but we didn't. She no. also came back for she no reason, yeah. um, without explanation or no. Anyway, sorry, Ted. The thing, no, yeah, <laughs> the thing just left her. She's like, well, I guess I'm I'm done. Everything's done here. Uh, but yeah, like a bunch of characters died, but no one seemed to care. And then either they resurrected themselves or something. It was just a lot of, I mean, there were like game mechanics that I could see used in the movie, which it just seems kind of meta to be like, oh yeah, there's that, like, as you guys said, like wall of fire. And I think uh, they should have super leaned into it. <laughs> yeah. If they did, I think they would have been much more intriguing, but I found this movie more 
loosely put together and it was just harder to follow. I it was harder for me to even care to follow. I think they leaned into the D and D a little more in this movie. I think they did I more, yeah. but I don't think enough. Yeah. I, right. It, yeah. it was still not enough. It it was weird. Uh, the first movie almost didn't lean into D&D at all, but when it did, they really like pointed it out, like when the guy yelling, S.H.I.E.L.D! Like, <laughs> like it, was, it was very like, right. hey, look, I'm doing a D&D thing, where I think this movie tried to subtly put as, uh, a lot of D&D things in there, but it, it wasn't trying to like scream it at you. So I appreciated that a little bit. I think we even laughed. At first, we kept laughing about how they were... Anytime someone said, let's search a room, everybody <laughs> everybody just kind of started padding walls. Pawling the walls. <laughs> but uh, after I started thinking about it, I was like, well, in D&D, what you, like, you go into a room. And like, I, I, search, I search, the, I yeah. pat the walls. And, <laughs> and he actually said, Every, search the walls, ceiling, and floor. <laughs> uh, I... After after initially being like, oh, God, I was like, okay, maybe they did it on purpose and maybe it's actually kind of clever. So I'm going to go into why like, I, I it's, tr- it's correct to me characterizing that, Nick, you like this more than the first one, at least. I did. And Ted, you like this less than the first one. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. See, I think you guys are zeroing in on two different things. Um, and here's how I feel about it, because I can kind of see both sides. Um, first of all, yes, this is super generic fantasy, other than it does mention a lot of D&D stuff, but it is some guy who weirdly, erotically lives in a library, uh, <laughs> 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 and definitely fucks the captain of the guard and his mage wife. Um, oh god, that scene, in the, uh, the opening scene... <laughs> What were they even? <laughs> what did he say to him? That euphemism. Was They're like gonna duel go into his into his study and duel with their quills, with their quills. <laughs> which is clearly also that character never did anything else. He showed up he later. I thought he was no gonna reason. be a main See, character. I thought so too. Yeah, but anyway, um, the his mage wife, who he likes to breed the fuck out of, um, <laughs> he she, literally commented in the movie. That he he wanted to take a highborn woman and make her dirty. <laughs> that that's what that's what made his wife go, "Aw, I love you, Aww, like, sweetie." <laughs> but she, for reasons that are I'm sure they said, but are unclear to me now, she kind of discovers a vision while haphazardly casting spells that an evil dragon god is going to be awoken because Damodar from the first movie, the only connection to the first movie, takes place in the same general realm of Ishmael, Ishmael, Ishmir, Ishmir, Um, You can call me Ishmir. And (laughs) they, so what they have to do is go and get, and go and just, go get the orb back. Damodar ditches the orb. That's what's going to awaken the dragon god. But Damodar is our, is our character that, is our boy. That, Bridges the universes between the two yes. movies. Yeah. Yes, they uh, take for no place. other reason because no. he he had such a small part in doing absolutely nothing. He was blue lip guy in both movies. He really. was blue lip guy in the first <laughs> well, movie. And in the first movie, he had more of an active part. Right, he was very uh, supposedly integral to the the what was going on. Yeah, he was their main. He wasn't the he wasn't the overarching antagonist, but he was the one who interacted with our heroes the most. Yeah. But anyway, um, so he died though. He was in, cursed to undeath. Cursed to undeath. Yeah. Okay, that's right. By then, Jeremy Irons. And he spent okay. his undeath looking for this orb, this black orb yes. of 
dragon control of black it, dragon control. It, it, <laughs> the, 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 the theme from the first movie an object of dragon control it seemed like the orb was keeping the dragon in prison so by him taking it out and letting the dragon destroy it it frees the dragon who's just going to apocalypse the earth but the orb also so, seemed to give him other powers because it made him normal again. looking yeah it did yeah because he I, was like all pockmarked and who gross I don't know why and that then is. You're sand, right, that is true, but I have no idea why. Um, it, it's like it's a really good facial. <laughs> he went to a day spa. <laughs> that's why he needed the charcoal enema. <laughs> that's why he needed that. Uh, but, so our heroes are collected to go and get the orb and make sure the dragon stays locked up. But they have, our a heroes, list, they have like a preset list of heroes. Yeah. He it, goes it, to this guy and this guy's like, oh, I know people. It's... The idea, I think, that the movie wanted to invoke is like a heist movie where like, yeah. and the master of like sneaking in and security and like vaults breaking, and but it kept cutting to like really boring scenes of people <laughs> just kind of staring at the camera. And even things that didn't happen, like when they introduced the elf, she did something and changed the background after the she person was on a insulted boat. her. Yeah, she was on was a like, boat. She just like winked, like, "Yeah, I did something." <laughs> what happened? <laughs> happened. Something they didn't notice. Like, so. That's just that's just the basic setup, and so we end up getting a D and D group together that is a fighter, a paladin or cleric, it's unclear, a wizard, a rogue. barbarian, and a rogue. And so we'll talk about some of the more specifics. But what I think, the reason why I think Nick likes this better is because than the first film is because it tries really hard to embrace. You know that it's D and D, and you know that it's a fantasy world. They take it fairly seriously, and you recognize more it's not it's not anachronistic the way that Marlon Wayans in the first movie is like why is this <laughs> happening or and even though it is a lot of detail that you maybe don't fully understand in this movie i uh, or at least i didn't it is it feels like it's consistent to itself and there's reasons for things happening for the most part but in the other movie it's just like, why is this dwarf here? Why did the map make him disappear? Why, why is anything happening? And how did we jump massive leaps into this scene? Like, why is the why in the last scene were they talking in the Senate and now there's a full-blown fucking war happening? Right. This movie progressed in a much more logical sort of Lord of the Ringsy way. It was a much more traditional fantasy film that had a feeling of a place in characters. Um, Granted, they had the experience of being able to watch the Lord of the Rings movies come out at this point right they could kind of bounce ideas off of that i think why ted likes the first one more than this one because the first one is fun to watch at least i think i don't know if nick necessarily feels that way but i think ted and i felt that way whereas this one is really fucking dry yeah and even though it's more faithful to a fantasy world they prattle off so much stuff that it becomes hard to know or care what's going on. Like, yeah. literally every other sentence is like, the Terrarians up in Storm Hollow uh, awoken the Githsteed, and now, like, it's just a bunch of fucking capitalized nouns that you don't know <laughs> what they're saying. <laughs> and you're like, every, every other sentence feels like they mention a race, an artifact, a spell... And something from history, and you're like, I don't know any of those words. I, I don't know what you just is, said. It's because it serves no purpose. It's great for in terms of like, kind of establishing the world, but it was so irrelevant that they, there's no point to it. Especially when they were trying. to They get were in into, a D and D campaign, guys. Yeah, they were we, world we building. Were yeah. They were world building. 
But they weren't because they never explain what they're saying. I know. I know. <laughs> they well, just say it. It's like what I mentioned before when it's like they actually, throughout the thing, you, they kind of hint that all of these characters kind of have histories with each other. Like the fighter knows the barbarian from somewhere. The and fighter, her brother. Somehow, yeah, and her brother. That and we don't know. The fighter <laughs> yeah. knows the rogue from some other job before. Right. Like everyone has this past where they all kind of know each other before this, but none of that's explained. None of it. No. We just kind of literally... It's the same thing as the last movie. You literally come in at the turning point. Sometimes in a D&D campaign, you kind of start off with some stupid shit. Like you start out fighting the local bullies. It's, it's something weird to that's me. not really integral to the campaign. Then you kind of build into it. Yeah, whereas like with these the movies, whereas I guess it makes sense because it's a movie. You just kind of start at, this is going on. Sure. It's actually weird to me that neither movie, being ensemble cast, gives you an intro to the individual characters before they meet. Because, I mean, this one does in its montage, but you don't. it doesn't show you anything like... Every movie does this, and I'm thinking of like one of the. I'm thinking of a poor example, but but it's literally every movie. Just think of Aladdin. You meet Jasmine in the palace, and you also meet Aladdin on the street before they meet. Aladdin just doesn't just walk up and is like, "Hey, hey baby." <laughs> yeah, like you you get at least a single scene that shows you who these people are. I wish I could use a better. Example. Fantasy example, but because the Lord of the Rings does not I mean, do that, uh, because you meet the characters from Frodo's perspective. Ocean's Eleven. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh my god, a, that was uh, exactly what I was thinking yeah. in my head too. Which they usually they do a really good, like those Ocean's movies, do a good job at setting up the characters and then bringing them into the story. Because all you really would have to do is uh, Barak, our main character, he gets the mission, and then you have the scene where the rogue is. Stealing from a bunch of people. It actually does do it for the world, kind of. He actually does have an interaction with people. But then he turns around and walks out of that, that tunnel and Barrick's standing there and you know Barrick's going to ask him a question to join. Or the mage is teleporting people all over the place just for whatever. Or she's like trying to unearth some ancient relic. And then he walks up, you know. They each have like, give them like a three or four minute adventure that ends with Barrick standing there. Right. Little right. mini adventures, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, then we know something about them. Have the barbarian talking to her brother, which is so important to her, but we only learn in the last second when it stops her from killing Damodar. You say that. I still say that at some point they might have mentioned something about her brother while we were laughing. Or... It was probably just one of those nouns that we that I block out of my head. Right. Like <laughs> Just listing off names. My brother, Balak, from Torrentan of... The Griswolds. <laughs> so here, here, let me use, let me let me bring an example. So when they were trying to figure out the puzzle to get into the secret room to move the statue, they were spouting off a bunch of names, which were entirely irrelevant. If they had, I think that's part of like the puzzle. Experience. Well, they were shouting off names of stories that yeah. they had talked about throughout the the earlier parts of the the show. Did they? Um, One of the demons that they mentioned yeah. was at least mentioned previously. Yeah, uh, okay, that's what they were doing. It was just hard. It was hard to really follow it because we were laughing at that point about the fact that there was like a hundred bandits, and they send the two women to to go fight everybody. Which how the one barbarian is like. <laughs> barely able to handle two at one time and there's like an entire line of them and somehow throughout the entire thing these they managed to keep back all these dudes who 
they almost made it seem like they had encircled the thing. Yeah. They should have. They, they should but have. they all just came from <laughs> if one they direction. they didn't. From one yeah. side. <laughs> just like there were the, they were in a big line. They would just kind of naturally encircle them by virtue of trying to run at them. Right. From one side. Right. See, but they, but, they also, they were very, I made this, they were very well uh, equipped. They had like shields and armor and helmets. I and, mean, like, they were a Viking army. Well, yeah, like. They, <laughs> they were bandits. They were, band, uh, you know. I <laughs> Hundreds <like> of bandits. <laughs> Which, was, was do bandits great. really group together in, in such, such a large number? In the woods, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a bandit? Hey, I'm a bandit. <laughs> Let, let's be bandits together. But. That's why they call it a band. Uh, oh, it. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going though, Ted. Yeah, with the puzzles, like the thing is like what at least in the beginning of I think of the first one where things that were introduced were used later. Um in this one they were just spouting off names that were just yes, part of the world, which is great, but it was irrelevant to the audience in terms of like I mean, for a niche group who actually know all the stuff, it's great. Like, oh yeah, I, I recognize that. But it served no it just came out of left field. It almost feels like a, what's the word? Deus Ex Machina. They just happen to they figure it all out. They just know. I think, um, well, one of the problems with uh, sort of rattling off a bunch of proper nouns is that it works in a book because you see the word over and over and over and over and over and over again, or in a game because you live in the world. Right. And that repetition, also, you're probably getting small descriptions of what that society is like, what those people are like. In a movie, it's very difficult unless you see it. So yeah. if you tell me about a city, I kind of need to see that city at some point. Otherwise, otherwise I'm just not going to remember the name. I just won't because I have nothing to apply that to and characters just said it in dialogue. What I thought you were going to say, Ted, though, is the puzzles would have been more entertaining if we had the power to solve them before the characters did. Meaning if we were watching the movie, well, like, yeah, no, oh, I can, see, I can see that it's this and this and this. But this movie, it's not possible because the movie just straight up does not does, give does, you right. what so you would need. That's kind of what I mean. Like That's what I meant by the the names that they were saying were irrelevant because if they had introduced it earlier in the movie, we could see it used and then that we can piece it together so they can piece it together. Right. That kind of makes it more engaging for the audience members. Makes you participate. Yeah. I mean, ultimately though, what I want to talk about is the look of the film, which is a Renaissance fair. It's a Renaissance fair. Um, yeah. Also just start to zero in on a couple things. The, why was, was the Paladin cleric supposed to be a balding man? Like, because like, they clearly just used like hair clippers on the middle of his head. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm almost sure he was a paladin. Paladin. I mean, he yeah. had a giant hammer, which, which we laughed about. Obviously, looking very light. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, it looks yeah. like a styrofoam. It looks like you got in a toy aisle, but also. <laughs> He uses a hammer to chop down a tree, which awesome. no one has ever done. Awesome. No, as as Mendel Sands, I myself have chopped down several trees with a hammer, and trust me, it is the most exhilarating thing that you can do as a man. So, other, other than using a hammer against a tree, the the head mage guy with his Donkey Kong staff, and then at one point the monkeys. Oh. The gorilla's jaw opens and shoots, pisses water on the demon baby. <laughs> oh right! So, so the wife does this weird ritual to summon this lava, lava demon thing that we saw in the beginning of the movie in like these weird flashbacks. Yeah. It's like this little imagine Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, but then make him like a magma creature. Actually, you know what it looks like? Remember the the internet dancing baby? 
Uh, it looked like that just on fire. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it made me think of this is kind of like childhood stuff with Power Rangers. There was. It's like the rock monster with like the lava cracks. I, I don't fucking know, but that looked better than it looked better than this here. I was like, why don't you just use a real baby? Just yeah. burn a fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> Cowards. Uh, I knew where I was going. But the thing was awesome. That thing that thing came out of that that bird bath it was born in and just started setting everything on fire. People. She, she <laughs> fucked up mages. For being a mage, she killed so many mages inadvertently. She killed like four of them when fire dude went through. The tornado didn't kill anybody, but earlier, or later than that, she's holding the orb, which is just starts fleeing them off the wall for some reason. I just think it's awesome. They they try oh, to touch the orb, but they fly. <laughs> that, lit- that literally right before she awakens this this fire demon baby, the guy says, "Hey, you look really sick, and this is really dangerous. But let's go ahead go and do it. Yeah. Go, go for, for it. it. <laughs> go for it." I honestly didn't hear a word he said, but I love that Nick summarized it. I was like, oh, "Yeah, that is essentially what's happening." Right now. <laughs> You're, was, uh, you're, you're, he's, he's you, supposed to be this like mentor, like high council elder, yeah. and he's like, "You don't look great, and this is really dangerous, but cool. Thumbs up. Let's do this." He also <laughs> says, "Your heart is still beating, but when you turn undead, I will burn the shit out of you." <laughs> <laughs> also, just when when she finds out she gets the disease, the scene just starts on him. You're dying. <laughs> he is a. Oh, I love that scene though. I mentioned it. That wizard dude is just stone-faced that entire scene. Like, he's almost bored on set. And that actress is just, she is going for it. There are tears streaming down her face. Her lip is quivering. She's like, no, this is this is the... <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, sucks. Her name is Melora. Melora. Which... She did not end up being the goddess not, Melora, yeah. but she did end up being very related to nature. So I yeah. guess they just named that as a nod. Yeah, I thought she would become a god. She become the goddess, but then oh, the yeah. prayer ends up just being to some other nature god. Right. Like, that would have been so cool though if if she like interacted with that thing and become like the nature god. And yeah, then Melora. Like, that would have been cool. I would have really liked that. But you know, I mean, there's still what two more movies? You never know in. In Damodar Strikes Back. Damodar Strikes <laughs> Back. <laughs> Return of the Damodar. <laughs> I like the idea that Damodar continues to be in the movies. I hope that's true, but also is only as important as he is in this one, yeah, meaning right. not really at all. He's just... He Forever vaguely, searching for a master. He vaguely set something into motion. And then just takes a back seat. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, when our hero cuts off his arm and he just kind of has no emotional like, reaction to that. Oh, I guess that's that's it's all. gone. That's gone. <laughs> it's a good thing I have a gator doctor. <laughs> Crack doc. Crack doc. <laughs> for all of just cut to suddenly a humanoid alligator is growing his arm back. What? What? It was it was Can this we really have... half shot too. They showed like Half the alligator face, <laughs> and then the tail. You know how much alligator faces cost? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much do they cost. <laughs> this movie definitely had a very limited budget. Most of it is shot in generic fields, um, <laughs> like wheat. Uh, yeah, field. Yeah, little grass. Um, fields. 
And obviously one town that's vaguely medieval looking, the the Ren Fair. But the so <laughs> the whole premise though is so Damodar has this black orb of power that gives him the ability to we thought it was the ability to control a ancient black dragon, but it's really just the ability to suck the fuck up to and try not to get killed by a black dragon. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it did absolutely nothing but awaken him. And, and then he what a p- offered it to him as a gift not to kill him. What so, a little bitch. Yeah. I mean, Damodar's <laughs> former master was like, I want to rule over the dragons. And Damodar's like, here, dragon, can you dragon just not Lord. kill me? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you all the power if you just... Only I literally have, I have this one city. I literally have the orb that controls your existence, but here you have it. it Damodar's the worst villain because also at the end when, uh, when Barracks tries to stop the barbarian from killing him with the wooden dagger, with the, um, the wooden, the clearly wooden stick. Um, he his reasoning for her not killing him is, if he dies, Melora dies because of his curse. But then, but then he just holds the same wooden dagger up to Demidar, and then Demidar releases the curse. Well, that was the whole thing. You have re- so we, that's the only reason why they kept you alive. Don't we, release the curse. We were laughing about it. We were laughing about it. But when so the barbarian chick shows up out of nowhere and like bear growls at the fucking horses while they're galloping. And <laughs> boom, boom, oh, yeah, just yeah. runs out of the woods and just like throws her hands up and goes rah, <laughs> scares Demidor's horse away, and and she she puts the wood knife to his throat and is about to slit his throat and he he stops her, takes the knife from her, and then he puts the knife to his throat, and then and then he tells I think we might you might have missed it he tells him I'll let you live. If no, you, I, did, I did miss that. Yeah. It was just so ridiculous he put the knife he, up to his yeah. neck in the first place. We I were, that, we were yeah. cracking up about it, but I did catch the fact that he said, I'll, ke- I'll let you live if you release my wife uh, from her thing. So that yeah. I totally didn't hear that. I oh, think, oh, when, but their journey, their whole journey is to collect a secret. Well, what they don't know, they don't even know what journey they're on, but their journey ends up being to collect a secret white orb. Right. They're, that they're, counteracts the black orb. Their initial journey is to find the black orb and take it away from Damodar. Right. But they fuck that up royally. Right. And then Malor just kind of, I guess, discovers there's the other orb. Yeah. Although, I will say, our paladin friend being eaten by an ice dragon was pretty awesome. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> The, the effect when he got frozen was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, although the, that's another scene where it does the same thing it does repeatedly, which is it cuts away from it while the dragon should be grabbing in his mouth and cuts back to the dragon when only his feet are sticking out of the dragon's mouth. Like, they really cut away from big ev- event shots, which right. is a very strange way <laughs> to show an action movie, but it's obviously a budgetary problem. Right. They can't show... Um, just like the super close-ups on the sword fight at the beginning, oh where God. it's like oh, yeah. you where guys you are not fighting. Yeah. Your arms, your your swords aren't hitting each other no, at all. No. Um, but what I wanted to to touch on, I mean, you guys can jump in too. It just I want to touch on this real quick because we are getting short on time. So one thing, Nick, I think we talked about it looks a little bit better, and I think what we meant by that is it does use prosthetics and stuff a little more than the first movie did. The first uh, movie either has I don't know. Puppets that, like, not puppets, but big rubber things that don't move right, except for Vagina right. Eye. Vagina, um, vagina that's Eye is, that's what I was thinking. Vagina Eye is animated to the, to the teeth. Like, they, 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 
that they was went for it. that was twenty million of their forty million budget. Yeah. I guaranteed. <laughs> but the CG still looks really bad in this movie. But like the the lich dude, he looked all right. He I mean, right. he was buck toothed and made weird faces, but right. generally he looked okay. But there were more characters of that in the first movie. In this one, they had. The sorting hats that dropped down that Nick said. Oh, the little like Those vampire. Were, yeah. But all of the prosthetic dudes things. in the first movie were just background characters. This had also the Gis or Githraki. I don't remember what race he is, but I do. I the can Dothra- picture him in not Dothraki. He's a he's a either Githyanki or Gis. Donkey. He's the Fu Manchu oh. goblin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. He looked at like like they were characters that kept appearing. Whereas I feel like in the other D and D movie, any race that wasn't humanoid was in the background, and that's yeah. it. And then it was CG dragons, which you couldn't even tell which ones are gold and which ones were red. Yeah. And I mean, the CG dragon didn't look good in this one, but no, it was better no. because it was just one dragon instead of a sky full yeah. of a hundred dragons that all. Yeah. Better that it was one, but still yeah. the dragon looked pretty. Yeah, it yeah, still it looked, looked, awful. It still looked, looked pretty awful. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say was. With that in mind, and other thing, just the overall look and feel of the movie, this was like a really high quality web series. <laughs> like you could yeah. watch this in ten minute segments on YouTube. Yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, Legend of Neil. If you, yeah, <laughs> it, if you put it in that perspective, you'd be like, "Damn, this is good." Yeah. Um, as a movie that you would pay for, no. it's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I liked yeah. it. Just in general, I liked it. It it wasn't as like like you said, the first movie was very upbeat. The characters were very like excited and crazy. You know, Marlon Wayans, they had a lot of weird interactions. The dwarf was just this drunken guy that didn't say words. He just like uh, it was weirdly tall. Yeah. It was weirdly <laughs> <laughs> The um, tallest dwarf I ever seen. Like for for me, this was clearly a D and D adventure. They had a hero, a main hero. They had a party that got together. They went on a quest. They had a villain. They had twists and turns and backstabs, and they went through traps and. Sorry, the dove. Just another Damodar scene where the no backstabs were. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm thinking of where the uh, the lich betrays him or abandons him, abandons and they're both him. like, "All right," <laughs> he's like, Just so easily. He's like, "He's like, fuck you, Damodar." Damodar's like, "Okay." I thought you, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were talking about backstabs, and he was laying on the table in that weird scene where he did the, the, the <laughs> Fu Manchu guy is pouring that thing in his like spinal cord. What is that? And he he, he says, there was no- mm, "The ecstasy." ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god no i just i mean no that is fantastic that's the only time damodar cares about anything every other scene damodar's just like all right <laughs> this is happening i guess <laughs> but that he fucking liked that, I love that. <laughs> it's a scene to remember oh geez but no i you know it was just this felt more like D&D than the first movie did. I, I agree with where you're coming from. I, I think I like the movie a little bit less than you, but I think you can find a middle ground. I think that you you don't have to be so serious as this movie, and you don't have to be so silly and nonsensical as the first one. You can have a movie that's more fun than this. 
because my my complaint about the movie, I mean, yeah, it clearly doesn't have a great budget. That's fine. I, that doesn't bother me that much, honestly. It was a little mundane, though. Yes, it's a little it boring. Was it was yeah. a little boring for sure. Um, I think if this was an actual campaign, it would have been a little bit more entertaining as opposed to a movie. I think what, uh, yeah, it does have more D and D elements, and it does follow that sort of uh, approach. But I feel like it was sloppily put together as a movie. Like, as I said, like, if it was an actual campaign and people were just playing, it would be fun to watch because, like, touch the walls and ceiling and floor and figure out where this booby trap is. So because it was sloppily put together, there were things that were, like, introduced, like, uh, okay, so the the head of the guard, what is it? The knight's... Uh, Kingsguard. Kingsguard, thank you. And uh, what's the main character's name again? Barrick. Barrick. Those two. And it seems like when he shared that moment and said... There was a moment where he's like, you should know when to quit. Was that really ever played out later in the movie? Well, it, it was really just they started the movie out with telling him that he was never going to amount to anything. And then he spent the rest of the entire movie being the whole main hero. I guess. So it was... It seems... To me, it seems like it was disregarding that. Like, he was always going to be the hero, like the main character. But it nothing was, to It was show. a pointless scene. But yeah. Yeah. The first one seemed to be more... It, like, it went through it like breakneck speeds but they were together there was a very singular kind of thing not that this wasn't actually i forgot why they were journeying together um <laughs> and maybe yes i wasn't really listening at some of it but, <laughs> but yeah no it was uh that's why i think i like the first one a little bit sure. more uh a favorite part that i liked was the scene <laughs> the bath scene um which is when oh god <laughs> oh my god that was actually that lit that legitimately freaked me out yes that was a really good i really loved that yeah. and the eyes as he pulled him in you could have like that was great so there's the scene <laughs> with this elderly mage guy that's like the the high priest mage or whatever yeah. and he's in a bathtub and the camera's facing his face you're you're getting like a look at him he's like reading a book or something in the bathtub and he's got this manservant like doing stuff in the background that gets like murdered and dragged off screen by this creature that's like from the ring and then the blood just splatters which actually you could have shot the movie more like that yes <laughs> you'd be staring at things that look bad less often like if the the weird hat things that fall off the ceiling you could have put a lot more shadow in that scene and made it creepier because they were that was a good the bad scene was a good scene like you could have actually built more tension that way I'll See, totally agree with Ted on that one. That I, I, that may be my favorite scene too, just yeah. as far as how it was shot it was and great. the the way that it made me feel. It was one of the only scenes that made me feel anything. Right. Exactly. That's 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 how I feel about that. The movie already kind of plays out kind of uh, like a horror movie because you have a group of characters that get axed off one by one each time with each new development, right? Leaving the main character. Um which I'll say this is better than it was in the first one because the side characters really like, well, we can't go in there, so I guess you'll have to do it yourself. At least they worked yeah. as a party right. this time yeah, as yeah. opposed to always right. just sending in one person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yes, this one definitely made more sense than that. Also, one of the many scenes that just by the... It, it wasn't anything explicit, but just the, the general look and feel and sometimes the acting that at any point could have turned into a porno. Um, <laughs> all of these, like especially like, at the, in the Kingsguard. guy's library house, like... When his when his wife like explodes the table, another thing we don't see, but we hear the sound effect too. And then she's laying down. Like I just I just kept thinking of that scene where he's like, "Here, I'll help you." 
And then he starts undressing her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, or at the beginning with the main guy and the other dude, and they're just like staring at each other and smiling and like reminiscing. He's like, remember "Uh, that time? Remember when we used to be in the fields together? Remember when we crossed swords? There there was no romance in this movie other than between the main character and his wife. Yeah, that, that. if they spent a little more time together, that that rogue and that barbarian were gonna fuck. Thank you. That was actually where I was going. But they were like, "Oh, I owe you my life." And every time he was trying to talk to her, he just kept looking at her boobs. Well, he was also he like was also five at foot tall. Yes. Yeah, but he couldn't even he couldn't like look up a little bit. He's like, uh, there, "You don't." Th- that he, did, he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was clearly shot digitally before we knew better to make digital look more like film. That it just feels like porn sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, a little bit. But anyway, um, that's all I have to say about Dungeons and Dragons 2 Wrath of the Dragon God. Um, I vote I vote thumbs up. I vote better than the first one. I think my ultimate land is that I don't know that I'll ever watch either of them ever again. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I will never watch either of them again, but I'm less upset that I watched this one. Sure. I, for me, if I had to choose, like, if I had to watch one again, it would have to be the first one. Because that was just ridiculous. Okay, if I had to watch one again, I would also watch the first one again. But it would be because I feel like I spent so much of that movie laughing and and stuff that I... Thank you guys so much for listening to the Character Arc Podcast. Uh, You can find this probably both in the Character Arc feed and the Character Arcana feed. If you mostly listen to us play Dungeons & Dragons, hop on over to the movie feed sometime. If you listen to us talk about movies, hop over to the Dungeons & Dragons feed sometime. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us at Character Arc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on all the podcasting apps. Please rate us wherever you can rate us. Uh, five-star ratings help people find us and keep us doing what we're doing. My name is Richard. I'm Ted. And I'm Nick. Thanks, guys. Slash. Slash.